everyone, you are listening to The Wellness Project, and I am your host, Des. I do not have a guest for you today. Today, I have decided to share my story about endometriosis. I was inspired to do so because one of my favorite shows, I would say a guilty pleasure, but it is not guilty. I absolutely love it. I love Island. I am addicted. I am obsessed. I love it. One of the characters, well, I don't know if you could call her a character um, because it's a reality show. So um, contestants, I don't, I don't know what you would call them, but Molly May recently posted that she struggles with endometriosis and I had no idea and now that I think back to it there were a few episodes that she didn't make an appearance and they have a little caption that says you know this person isn't feeling well they're not joining today so that did happen a few times for Molly Mae and now I can't help but wonder if it was because of her endometriosis so she shared her story on her Instagram and she said she was making a YouTube video about it that I can't wait to watch her sharing her story inspired me to share mine. Also, at the time of this recording, it is June, but back in March, I found out that March is actually Endometriosis Awareness Month, and I had no idea. So that is really cool. I don't know why. I am 35 years old. I've been struggling with endometriosis since I'm 14. I don't know how I just discovered that March is Endometriosis Awareness Month. So for those of you that don't know, endometriosis is a disorder associated with your menstrual cycle. It's a disorder in which that the tissue that normally forms and lines the uterus grows outside of the uterus. It could be found in your ovaries, your intestines, your fallopian tubes. This tissue could grow wherever it damn well pleases. When I got my period when I was 13, for the longest time, I didn't know what was going on, but I had such painful periods. So that's the thing with endometriosis, because all of this tissue is growing outside the uterine lining. It is so, so painful when you get your period. Growing up in my teenage years, I had no idea what was wrong, but I had debilitating cramps. I mean, I would vomit from the pain. I had back pain. I had leg pain from throwing up so much. My capillaries all in my face would burst and my face would be bright purple with these like patches and bumps. And I would try to cover my face with my long brown hair because I had to go to school, obviously. And I just felt aches through my whole body. I would use a heating pad to the point that it would burn my abdomen. I would have red burn marks all over myself from the heating pad. It was just such a bad situation. I would have headaches, I would be super dizzy, I would be in so much pain, it would be difficult for me to get up to go to the bathroom. There were even instances that my sisters would have to help me hobble to the bathroom because I was in so much pain I could barely walk. I went to the ER twice due to the pain. One of the times I didn't have insurance so I actually just sat outside of the ER for hours debating whether to go in or not because I knew I was in so much pain but I knew it would be a million dollars because I didn't have insurance so I was super nervous about that. My stepmom was the one who really advocated for me. She knew something was wrong and she did her own, you know, looking up online and she was the one who originally thought it was endometriosis. She brought me to the gynecologist. She would explain it doesn't matter if it's a holiday, a school day, a weekend, whatever it is, you know, she's in pain. It's not her trying to miss school, which I guess maybe people would think being a teenager saying that I didn't feel good. But I still felt like nobody was really taking my pain seriously. In fact, I didn't get diagnosed with endometriosis until I was around, I want to say, 23 or 24. 
that I had a lot of different gynecologists growing up and nobody really took it seriously. I would be told, oh, it's normal, take Tylenol, take Motrin, whatever, blah, blah, blah. But I was in so much pain. I mean, this was a debilitating disorder. I would miss work. I would miss school. I would miss events. So it really was impacting my life so much. I was still undiagnosed, but I was put on birth control when I was about 14 to manage the pain and the heavy periods. It took me a really long time to find the right birth control. I've been on so many different birth controls. The first one I was put on was the patch, but I got really bad headaches and I got really dizzy and I gained a ton of weight, like 15 or 20 pounds. It was the heaviest I've ever been to this day in my life. I had to get off of that birth control because I was having so many side effects. And we determined it was because it was such a high level of estrogen. So my body is pretty sensitive to estrogen. So I had to go on a birth control that had super, super low estrogen. I went through a period in my later teens of finally having my period under control because I was on birth control and I was on prescription painkillers. Those were really, really helpful. I also went through a point of where I lost my health insurance at some point. So I was off of birth control for a while. I had really bad pain again. So I went through this phase of having a lot of pain. So again, I was going to different gynecologists because I was moving. I was going to different colleges. I was at three different colleges and I was moving around and stuff. So I was changing all these different gynecologists. I just so happened to go to a gynecologist that was an endometriosis specialist. And that wasn't planned. I didn't look him up anything. I just booked an appointment and it just so happens to be. And I really think that this man like saved my life. So the thing with endometriosis is that you can't really diagnose it without going inside to actually see the tissue growing outside of the uterine lining or doing some sort of like ultrasound or something. Otherwise, you're just diagnosing it by symptoms, which he did. He said, listen, it really sounds like you have endometriosis. You meet all the criteria. You have all the symptoms. And he suggested surgery to a laparoscopy to like laser remove the tissue away. So shortly after I began seeing him, I did have that surgery. But the thing with the surgery is, is that it's not a permanent solution because the tissue does grow back. So I had that surgery, got back on birth control, got back on my painkillers, and I was feeling pretty good. So again, I went through stages of having my endometriosis under control and not having it under control. It's been quite a journey. The last few years that I've been back on the birth control and had my painkillers, it's been completely under control. It's been really great, I wanna say for about, I wanna say nine, 10 years. I had a really good run. About a year ago, I started having a lot of headaches and dizzy spells and I was having weird symptoms with my period. I wasn't having really painful cramps anymore. I was having very low level manageable cramps, but I was having really bad, I would call them hormone headaches. These were just headaches that I only got during my menstrual cycle or a few days before. And it just, I would get so dizzy and it's, it just, I can't even explain it, but it felt like such a different kind of headache that I knew it was associated with my period. I always felt like I was dying. It was such a bad headache that I would have to lay down. Sometimes it turned into a migraine and I was just out for the night. So while I wasn't having really painful cramps, I was having these hormone headaches and these dizzy spells. 
So along with these headaches and dizzy spells, I was seeing spots. And at one point I saw so many, they looked like stars floating out from my eyes. I remember there was just a ton of them like floating out in front of me. They were so real. It was as if I could touch them. I saw a doctor at Planned Parenthood. That's where I usually get my prescription, my birth control. Um, Now that I moved again, I don't see that endometriosis specialist anymore, unfortunately. But I always get my prescriptions from Planned Parenthood because I move around so much. So I went to them. I went to my primary care doctor. They both thought that it could be from the birth control. And then I went to three different gynecologists that had experience with endometriosis and I was advised to get off of my birth control. So I've been off my birth control for a few months now. I was honestly really scared to get off my birth control and in all honesty when I was told to get off my birth control I didn't for a few months because I was so nervous too. I mean I was crying, I was panicking, just remembering all the pain that I had gone through. I was really really scared to go through that again. So I was nervous. I stayed on my birth control for a few more months after I was advised to get off of it because I just didn't know what to do, you know, back to the drawing board after I've had it under control for about a decade. And I didn't want to go through that again. I was really scared. So I did finally a few months ago go off my birth control and it's been a pretty bumpy ride. Some of my periods have been okay and some of them have not. Some of them have been really bad and I've been in bed for the day just so you know as well because I'm 35 now apparently I've heard this from a few gynecologists but being on birth control if you're having these kind of symptoms and I'm a little older that it does increase your risk of blood clot and stroke and I've been on some form of birth control since I'm 14 years old so basically half my life I've been on birth control. Planned Parenthood prescribes me a birth control that has no estrogen in it and they said it wouldn't help with my cramps. One of the other gynecologists I went to said that that was a good birth control, that it would help with my cramps, but I can't be on regular birth control because I can't have any estrogen. So going to all these different gynecologists and going back to the drawing board, I think I've been to uh, four gynecologists I want to say. They gave me all of these options that I'm not really comfortable with. Um, Some were saying like, oh, hysterectomy, remove your fallopian tubes. We'll do a laser removal of your uterine lining. There were just all these options that were pretty invasive that I don't really feel comfortable with at this time. I may decide to do something like that. I'm not really sure. Um, It's something I'm debating right now and looking into, but I just don't feel comfortable because I don't know. I just, I don't know if it's going to impact me in the long term. I just feel anxious about it. It's a really big decision and I don't know that I'm ready for something so invasive yet, but I might not have really a choice. So I'm going to try that birth control and see if it helps. But the thing with it is too, because there's no estrogen, you don't really have a cycle. So you just kind of spot with your period at random whenever it feels like showing up. I'm not really into that idea either. At this point, I don't really know what to do. Um, I normally do a lot of kind of side things like again I use the heating pad, I take Motrin or ibuprofen, whatever. I drink peppermint tea the week leading up to my period. Somebody recently recommended raspberry leaf tea so I just bought that. Um, Apparently that's supposed to help. Decrease cramps, also essential oils so I'm doing all these things on the side as well that I don't know if they'll really help but they're not going to hurt so might as well try them right. So at this point my period is completely off track. 
when I was on birth control, I got it the same day and time every single month. And I got it for about four days. And now I'm getting it every three weeks, which is awesome. <laughs> I get it uh, kind of random days. So while this is a huge step back and I feel like I'm at square one back to the drawing board, I am hopeful that I will be able to find something that helps me and some option that works for me, whether that's, you know, some surgery or a different medication or something, I will find something. Um, but right now I'm just trying to figure it out and manage my pain at this point. So I just wanted to share my story because I don't really hear a lot of people talking about endometriosis and I think it's important and Maybe I'll repost this episode in March, I don't know, or, or re-record since March is Endometriosis Awareness Month. I think it's important to share our stories and what we're going through because, again, with social media, so often we just see this highlight reel and people don't see behind the scenes. And obviously, I'm not going to really post me in pain laying in bed, but <laughs> I think that, although I did do that on TikTok one time, but... <laughs> So I think it's important to share our stories and what we're going through. So if you have endometriosis or you know someone with endometriosis, feel free to email me at info at according to des.com or you can message me on Instagram or Facebook. I would love to hear from you. And please share this podcast episode with somebody that you know that has endometriosis. If you're somebody that's struggling with endometriosis, I would love to hear from you and chat with you. Also, if you know of any remedies or you have some advice for me, please message me or email me because I would love to hear it. So yeah, that is it. I just wanted to share my story and my journey with endometriosis. And, you know, obviously we try not to let our diagnoses define us, but endometriosis is a huge part of my life. It's something I experience every single month for half my life now. So it is a huge part of me and who I am and has impacted my life in a lot of different ways. So I thought I would just share that with you today. I hope you enjoyed this episode. I do have some more guests coming up for you, but next week is going to be another solo episode, but the week after that I will have a guest. So I will talk to you next week. I hope you have an amazing week. 